Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jennifer Rizzio, founder of Soul Language and Soul to Business. And this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that not that you're not alone on your journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is to for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today with, I'm with Megan Conter, and we're talking about how to build community with consciousness and intention. Let me tell you a little bit about this amazing woman. She uses her power to connect, elevate, entertain, and celebrate extraordinary women. As the CEO of The Dames, a global community designed specifically for women running and leading six and seven figure businesses, Megan believes that anything can be accomplished through fearless collaboration, laughter, fun, and love. Once a burnt out over network CEO, she's now the global alter connector for women who thrive in this space where self-worth and net worth align. You can learn more about her and the dames at www.thedames.co. Welcome, Megan. Ooh, hello, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Yeah. So uh, my first question that I ask everyone is what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? Mm, so many things. Um, I would say that I awakened to it and the communication that I had with it in 2012. Uh, I was sitting in a retreat with a con- consciousness leader that I was working with. And I can remember that exact moment of just realizing that the reason why I'd had such a hard time loving myself was that I didn't actually have a connection to my higher self. And as soon as I was able to develop that connection to my higher self, and then through that to be able to find my intuition as my inner guide, that was when everything really shifted for me. And I found what I had been missing as a younger entrepreneur and as a younger person that I didn't get from the religion I was raised in, I found the connection to source, the connection to the universe. And that's when it shifted for me. That That's beautiful. And I would imagine that that allows you, that level of consciousness allows you to really bring out the best. I mean, a lot of people have a hard time creating community, whether it's being in community or leading community. And having a community that really feels like home versus one that they have to keep running as fast as they can. What is, what do you feel your key to a successful community is? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with us. The the person who's at the, the lead. So me at the head of a community needing to be in touch with our own higher power, and then needing to also continuously do the work to clear the vessel and make sure that we are an open conduit for communication and for information. And then what tends to happen when we are in alignment is we begin to magnetize the right kinds of people for ourselves. We start to magnetize those that we are intentionally wanting to connect with uh, in combination with, of course, I've got a marketing background, so I can't say anything without there being 
very clear target audience that is defined and clear intention as to what you are wanting to build and who you're wanting to build it with. But that combined with being aligned with that bigger picture vision and mission of where your organization is headed is what creates the ability to magnetize those who are almost just know that they are intuitively know that they're meant to be part of the mission. Yeah. I mean, that's very clear and seems very simple and very profound. And I'm assuming that it hasn't always been easy. What has, right. What has the steps have been for you to really, first of all, like for even for you to know who you want in your community. I mean, that step alone is huge. What questions were you asking yourself and, and how do you continuously really understand in a bigger way who those people are? Cause that's an ongoing process. Yeah. Well, I, given my background in marketing, I knew that if I was going to create something, which back in the day, my organization, the names was, was events local here in Denver. I knew that if I was going to create something that was really indispensable in the eyes of my ideal clients, that I needed to A, know who they were, and then B, create an ecosystem specifically for them. So in my marketing business, I had developed a very, very acute passion for helping more women business owners cross into that seven figure mark through the coaching work that I did. And then as that business grew and I kind of looked around and said, wow, I'm doing a lot one-on-one and I have, you know, some good impact there, but I'm not really making the impact one to many that I really want to make. I want to really um, impact millions. So that was part of the decision. And knowing that I was already helping women cross from that six to seven figure mark and learning a lot of the stats in terms of how many, like the vast majority of women-owned businesses being hobby status, I wanted to take those who'd gone past the hobby status and into a scalable business in six figures so that we could help them get to that seven-figure mark and celebrate and collaborate and build community around each other with the resources for education, for masterminding, for collaborating, for, you know, cross-referring business, for all of the things that we as women need, which are very different from what men need out there in the world. So I knew that that was who I wanted to really bring together and create. And that's who I was already surrounding myself with at that time. Um, But that was really part of the big picture vision is connecting women worldwide to understand that they need to know their value and their worth. And they need to continuously look at, okay, where is that, that big picture vision, that big pie in the sky that I'm heading toward and how can they recalibrate as they get stuck on different paths? I mean, we find ourselves doing that all the time. I find myself tripping when I have lost sight of my vision or when I've gotten hit, I've gotten hit by a, you know, a little spiritual two by four or a a little, a big Mm -hmm. spiritual two by four, or if I've missed the whisperings that have come to me, and really, those are the times when I've ignored going deep inside and I've done too much outward everything. I've done too much listening outward. I've been too much talking outward instead of really sitting and getting clearer again on what the inner knowing is that's coming from my higher power of where it is that I need to hit, you know, where I need to step next. And bringing out that best in me comes from my belief that we are only going to grow as much professionally 
as we are willing to grow personally and for me spiritually. And I can't get to these places that I want to go in my business if I am, well, I could, but I wouldn't do so while also capitalizing on my values of fun and love. So I could get there by just doing the typical masculine ego-driven energy of hustle and grind, but that would go against my desires to be in my divine feminine energy of receptivity, creativity, flow, and total enjoyment of what it is that I'm doing. And there are so many times that I get hit off the horse and realize, oh gosh, here I am back in an old paradigm of hustle and grind. I need to get back on that path and remember that my personal and my spiritual growth are what's most important. And that spaciousness that I can create for myself to get there. That's where that, that is the path to follow, to get there. Yeah. So it, what she's also saying is what you've heard me say before is that all relationships are internal and eternal, right? So if you're not in the best relationship with yourself and you're trying to focus on external to get what you want, you're always going to be behind the eight ball. And that what I'm hearing, Megan, which is something I also say is Megan is not making her community or her clients the source of her. They are resources of source. And I think that with your consciousness and your intention and your vision, that's the perfect storm of goodness to create a community, a lasting community, a community that naturally grows without you having to be behind the ship all the time. Um, a lot of us create what what is called a leader-focused community. And it doesn't have like legacy because if the leader stops or the leader decides that they want to go somewhere else, the community falls apart, right? And so you really want to look at that big vision and go, like, what is the mission, the focus, the vision of the community and my role within that? So first of all, if there's one thing you're going to, well, there's one thing you're going to want people to understand about leading a community, like that one nugget, what would it be, Megan? Mm. I would say it's interesting what you said is very true. And you have to also be conscious of what the community does. So you can go out with intention and say that you don't want to create a, com- a leader-based community. And a lot of times the community will try to create you as a leader-based community. So what you get to do then is really be conscious of that and make sure that you are surrounding yourself with the team that you need to consistently pull you out of that leadership-based community. Um, because it, it, inevitably sometimes oftentimes becomes that unless you have multiple leaders who are leading the company you know if you have partners or multiple multiple CEOs or then you tend to become the face of it and it's it's a consistent intentional effort and a consistent intentional reminder to not take things personally because it isn't a leader-based organization. It isn't me. It is the members who are the community. I have created a place for them to come together and I've created ways for them to 
collaborate and to communicate. But I think that even a lot of times in one-on-one businesses, we make other people rely on us way too much. And that creates stress and pressure for them and for us, especially for us. I'm by no means perfect at this. And I'm still working on the don't think, take things personally. I think we recognize and we identify if we are personally growth-minded, personal growth-minded and spiritually growth-minded. We recognize our, or actually, here's what I would say. We hire coaches, healers, therapists, others around us to help us become aware of our blind spots. And then we reinforce our our reserves, (laughs) if you will, by looking at those blind spots and making sure that we aren't putting ourselves in those positions that may be our tendencies. So that that is my approach to things. I am a team worker. I love working with others and having them help me see things that I wouldn't see because I've got a team of incredibly intelligent people around me. And I think that's what's required for any company to be successful is to realize that we as the leaders don't have all the answers. We empower others around us to help us lead so that we can create a well-rounded approach that isn't leader focused and leader centric and built only on the vision of that leader, which can be narrow and yeah, it can be narrow sighted. Yeah. And that's how weird stuff happens. Right. You know, and that's how, you know, um, people start to fade away because there's not an evolution within the community. Right. So Mm -hmm. Megan, absolutely. My last question for you is, if you were a magnet on your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet be? What would it say? Yes. It would probably say it all starts with self-love. Like it. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that it starts and ends with self-love exactly (laughs) that's what it would say it starts and ends and everything in between is self-love exactly because what by leading a community and your community is large and international it's it really takes a lot of receiving and a lot of love and taking things not personally it are the hallmarks of that or you're going to wind up you know, on your couch eating cheese after that's what I do when I'm sad, everyone Um, at the end of the day. And that's not why you built the community, right? You built it because you wanted to highlight the best in humanity. And absolutely. so not that my opinion means anything, but good freaking job. You're doing an amazing job. The Dames is a, you know, I, I tend to, you know, not love community um, because it's been hard, right? Cause I tend to be like, show up and like, I'm the leader and I don't want to always lead. I just want to be part of the community and your community, besides the one that I've created with my people has been the first community where I didn't want to run screaming from the room and that I, I've met, a, I don't know, 200, 300 of the women. And I can count on one hand the people that I didn't connect with on a deep level. And that's something, right? That is not an easy feat. So 
if you guys got to listen to this again, listen to it two or three times and glean the nuggets. Because if you did half of what she's suggesting, your community would expand and thrive. So thank you so much for your time together today, Megan. Thank you, Jennifer. And know that you're not alone. Most women feel like you. And so we can find the community that resonates with us. It's out there. And only if that organization is willing to stand strong in its roots of what makes it unique. Beautiful. So make sure that the communities you do belong to stand strong in the, in those beliefs and in the, in the knowing of who they are and what makes them unique, because then you will realize that you have been unique and you've belonged all the way along. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answer by Soul. I'm Jennifer Rizzio. This podcast has been dedicated to helping you understand that you are, that your soul is the answer. And if you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, you can download the InPath tool in the link is in the show notes. Um, you could contact me, review, share this podcast with others, but most importantly, contact these amazing guests because you're missing some great opportunities if, if you let their knowledge pass you by. So thanks, everyone, and bye for now. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.